Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Good morning, everybody. Saturday morning in the Delaware Valley, 10 o'clock straight up. Along with Mike Sealski, I am Glenn Mack now. On a chilly but nice Saturday football tomorrow, Eagles uh, travel to Chicago to play the lowly Bears. Mike, how are you on this beautiful morning? I am wonderful, Glenn. As soon as uh, we finish the show up, I'm going to be heading down to the airport to fly to Chicago to cover tomorrow's game. Should Great. Be, should be a fun trip. Terrific. Should be uh, Should be a lot of fun. You and I spoke the other day, and we agreed it's uncharted territory that we are in here. Everything is going so well, so right with the Eagles, that we, we as in a fan base overall, really don't know how to handle it. it it's, it's a team without a flaw, which we'll get into more in the next segment. Uh, but everything is humming right now, and there's no drama and there are few injuries. Guys are coming back from injuries. And let me say this as politely as I can. There's no ass hats on the team. <laughs> so what are we supposed to worry about? Now, you wrote a column today, tongue-in-cheek. Yes. I believe tongue-in-cheek. Yes, very tongue-in-cheek. Which, by the way, you know 40% of the audience won't think so. That's okay. Oh, uh, the blowback you're going to get. How can you? Well, okay. you know, it's funny, Glenn. The, the one thing I said on, uh, on Twitter about the column was that it's, the, and you know this, the most difficult task in writing is to be funny. And trying to be funny about Philadelphia sports is like juggling hand grenades. You just can't <laughs> joke about it, yeah. <laughs> really, because for the very reason that you said, people won't take the joke. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but listen, I write it. It's a well-turned comment. Nice job. And, Thank you. Um, and essentially, you said they could use a little drama, yes. uh, which I think translates to the, the people the people in, who write and talk about the team could use a little drama. Um, and so let's start with that, which is kind of the principle that you wrote about and then you and I talked about earlier this week. It's like, how do we handle when everything's going right? Yeah, I think the default position or reaction amongst the fan base in general is uh, look to the sky for the falling safe, right? Like, even though the Eagles won the Super Bowl relatively recently, you know, four or five years ago, uh, even though we're just coming off of celebrating a Phillies run to the World Series, 
I think the, the the Philadelphia sports fans' natural position is kind of a defensive crouch, right? You want to protect yourself against the pain uh, that you assume is coming. And so that makes what's happening with the Eagles now, as you said, kind of difficult to process because there isn't anything to suggest, so far anyway, oh my gosh, this is going to go bad. I mean, they, they went out and, and traded for the best available wide receiver in the offseason in A.J. Brown. And it just so happens that he is also a dear, dear friend of Jalen Hurts. So it's not as if we're going to get A.J. Brown doing sit-ups in the driveway. Uh, Stalking because, up and down the sideline. Right, right, and complaining about Jalen not throwing him the ball. Um, or, you know, we're not going to hear Jalen saying to A.J., keep my name out of your mouth or something like that. And so it's really difficult, I think, for fans to to kind of – process this because there as you said there isn't anything negative going on here I mean they're going to get Dallas Goddard back which should only make the offense better uh they've won the last two weeks handily by three touchdowns they've just destroyed the Titans and the Giants and now they're facing a team that's three and ten and has one of the worst defenses in the NFL and can't throw the ball so what is there to worry about there's seemingly nothing to worry about and and I agree with that they um which kind of leads to, has there ever been a softer bit of billboard, bulletin board material than what we got from Micah Parsons this week? Not that I can remember. Which, listen, I know there was tremendous debate on this station. There were many people uh, who um, thought this was a big deal and he's really ripping uh, Jalen Hurts and so on. And I just took it as he was asked a question and kind of tried to dance a line of saying nothing maybe didn't succeed but that's how I took it how did you take it? yeah the same way you know he's on this podcast with Von Miller the Bills linebacker great player and Miller asks him about Hertz's chances of winning the MVP and Parsons says is it Hertz or the team I'm not trying to make enemies I just love the game so much and I understand it so much that when things are off I just can't hold it in and he they bat the question around from there but basically what it came down to is that this is one of the rare times in sports history I could think of that someone suggested a player shouldn't be the MVP because that player's team was too good. Like, that's what this came down to. People are getting worked up about, well, he disrespected Jalen Hurts, but he did it only insofar as saying, like, the Eagles are great, and Jalen Hurts, maybe you can't vote Jalen Hurts MVP, not because he's bad, but because the team is so good or as good as he is everywhere else, the offensive line, the defense, the receivers, etc. So I, I kind of felt like we were really straining for controversy to kind of take what Parsons said and build it into something that was a shot at the Eagles or Hurts. Yeah, and the fact that he's with the Cowboys, of course, right. you know, that, that, that lets it work even better. And I'm not, listen, I'm not, I'm not saying anybody that disagrees with this opinion was trying to create something because you can interpret things any way, mm-hmm. or not any way. You can interpret them how they come across to you. Um, I just think I don't think he was trying to discredit Hertz. I think he was trying to spread the team. All right, so carrying it forward to former NFL quarterbacks who are now analysts. Two of them weighed in this week, and I want to run both of these by you because okay. I think I think these really go to uh, two different extremes, and let's see what you think. By the way, 215-592-9494 if you want to talk about what we uh, just mentioned or or what we are going to talk about through the course of the rest of the day. 215-592-9494. All right, so Chris Sims, 
enemy of the state. <laughs> a guy who would not put Jalen Hurts in his top 40 quarterbacks, if you recall. You, you know what? Just briefly, Glenn, you know what's funny to me about Chris Sims, apart from the substance of what he says, is that he always, uh, when you see him on television, he always has the top button of his shirt buttoned. And I wonder why he does that. I'm not talking about when he's wearing a tie. I'm talking about just if he's wearing a blazer or just like a regular really? old button down. He always buttons the top button. I feel like he's trying to like set himself apart from other television personalities with this one thing. Like, oh, he's the guy who buttons a shirt all the way to the top. It's very, very odd to me. Uh, okay, I'm no fashion plate, but that does seem nerdy. Well, I'm the best dressed man in Philadelphia sports, so I, I well, pick up on things like this. Listen, if you say you're the best dressed man in Philadelphia sports media, that's a low bar. <laughs> True. All right, so Chris Sims uh, goes on PFT Live on NBC and kind of picks up on what Micah Parsons had to say and takes it, I think, to quite the extreme. Here it is, Chris Sims. It's an incredible system that that coach has never even ran before, but they had to run it because they couldn't run their system with Jalen Hurts. It's the best offensive line in football. It's the best defensive line in football. I mean, it's if it's not for the 49ers, they're the best defense in football. It's the best rushing attack in football. It's the arguably the best duo at receiver, not named Waddle and Tyreek Hill in football. And it, it's not that far off from them. It's a really good tight end in Dallas Goddard when he's out there. So this is one of those where I feel like it's setting up where it's just like the quarterback of the best teams and to win the MVP. I want to go, there's just no way he's more valuable to his team than Mahomes, Burrow, or Allen. Like, no way. All right. He's, he's not acknowledging Hurts' greatness at all. No. And the season he's having. He's, to me, completely downgrading. And he's also saying the team is pretty damn great. But he's going beyond dividing the compliment, essentially saying Hertz is just a passenger on the bus. Yeah, he is. And what's interesting about what he's saying is the point about the idea that Sirianni, Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen had to scrap the offense that they presumably wanted to run and build one around Jalen Hurts' skills, which is correct insofar that that's what they did last season. They were 2-5 and five through 7 games. They had been playing a certain way. And they adjusted and shifted, and the Eagles have basically taken off since then. I mean, you can look at that one of two ways. You can look at it and say, any quarterback who doesn't fit what a coach wants to do is inherently not good because we should a team should always be deferring to what a coach wants to run. But you could also look at it, and I think most people look at it and say, well, Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen did a great job of understanding how Jalen Hurts would thrive and placing him in the best possible position so that he could succeed at this level. And then the other aspect of that, too, is that because of Hurts' skills and his, as Liam Neeson would say and take in his particular set of skills, he can, they run this offense and he's really the only guy who can run it. And that's what makes it so difficult to defend. He can run. He can throw. It's all predicated on him. He is the system. So I'm not sure what Sims has, has, says has a whole lot of validity to it. All right. Now I want to play Dan Orlovsky, uh, who, like Chris Sims, was a backup quarterback in the NFL, didn't have a particularly distinguished career, but has gone on to uh, be an analyst. Orlovsky on ESPN. I, I find Orlovsky one of the brightest guys around. Well, I, should, I don't even need to give it the buildup. This is Dan Orlovsky on the same subject. Jalen Hurts is the most improved passer I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, Jalen, Josh didn't have issues coming out of college. This guy's ability to make 
Really tight coverage, placement throws is so impressive. I've never seen a guy transform this way. I was the person who said, you're freaking crazy to move on from Carson Wentz for Jalen Hurts. And I was the person who said, if Jalen plays as good as he can, it's not as good as Carson Wentz can. I was wrong. Mm, I mean, this kid has the running ability that is very rare. And in many ways, and this sounds outrageous, he's become Drew Brees-like in the pocket. Mm. He has become a pinpoint thrower from the pocket. And that is unlike anything that I've seen. Jalen Hurts is the most approved passer. Okay. He liked it so much he said it twice. Yeah. <laughs> so, a, a couple of things. I will admit being in the same wrong corner of thinking, I don't know this kid's ever going to be as good as Carson Wentz. I, I didn't see it coming out of college, and I was, well, I was shocked both at the downfall of Carson Wentz and how good Jalen Hurts is. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees. Yeah. Pretty heady uh, company there, don't you think? Very heady company. Uh, An interesting comparison. I think, look, I'm with you on Dan. I think he's really smart. He's also a great guy. Uh, Gotten to know him a little bit and... You know, just a sharp, sharp guy uh, when it get comes him to on breaking. The show. Yeah, Let's get him on the show. Well, we should, we should. I can get him on the show. Um, but with respect to Breeze and Hurts in that comparison, uh, I would need to see more of it from Jalen over time. I mean, look, I've said this a number of times to you on this show. I've said it to other people. The thing that has impressed me most about Hurts this season is that he doesn't do dumb things. He doesn't do dumb stuff. Uh, he doesn't throw the ball up for grabs. He doesn't make plays where you go oh my god what was he thinking on that and as far as his accuracy goes I'm not it's true as far as Dan takes it which is the throws he's been making so far this season have been on target Uh, it's a little different with respect to Breeze because Breeze doesn't did not have the running ability that Hurts has and the ability to soften a defense that way you know every defense that the Eagles plays the Eagles play has to account for the fact that Hurts can take off at any time or, you know, has a designed run. And nobody who ever played the Saints had to worry about that with Breeze. So in some ways, it was more difficult for Breeze to make the kind of throws that he made. Yeah, I, I think he's comparing the, the, like the pocket presence yes. and, and, and the ability to see. Neither are particularly tall. I think he's also talking about the ability to see over the line and do that. Um, so, you know, who's more right? I mean, I'm, I'm clearly closer to Orlovsky than Sims. I think Orlovsky actually may go even a little beyond my assessment of how great Hertz has been so far, and I do think he's the MVP. You know, Sims ends up in that in that segment comparing, they're saying essentially that Gardner Minshew could do the same thing. Yeah, um, which he could not. He could not. Right. Yeah, oh, go ahead. No, he, he can't because the entire system that the Eagles run on offense is predicated on Jalen Hurts being Jalen Hurts. It, it It is, he can run. He can hand it to Miles Sanders. Everything that comes out of what the Eagles want to do offensively comes out of Jalen Hurts. He really is the nerve center of the whole thing. It is, yes. It, it, it is the marriage of the two, his ability to run, his ability to pass, and that they've developed the skills around him and then around the team. He's been well coached. They've... They've essentially developed a system designed to maximize his talent. So when Sim says, you know, they had to scrap their system for him, well, it's I would scrap is the wrong word. They had the opportunity to develop a system around the unique skills. Isn't that what you just said? Yes. Particular set of skills. Particular set of skills. Yes, of this kid. 
to say somebody is a system quarterback, I know where it stems from, right? It stems from when you had quarterbacks who didn't have an arm, and you just get them in, don't make a mistake. But I don't see, in this case, system quarterback as a negative. Listen, when he came out of the draft, the question was, what kind of offense could he run? Right. They figured out the offense that suits his skills. Sirianni and Steichen, man, have done a great job in that regard. We never talk about Sean Steichen because I think we're not really sure, like, where does Nick end and he begin? But he calls the plays, and he's done a great job. Um, in in the NFL, the system is the quarterback. It's not he's, he's a system quarterback because the system is designed around him because he does it all so well. Yes. Let, let me just give you a couple numbers. Sure. Joe Capadia, our friend, mm-hmm. uh, did a piece earlier this week. Two things that are pretty damn impressive when you look at them together. Jalen Hurts has produced 52 plays of 20-plus yards this season, second in the league only to Patrick Mahomes. At the same time, he has the fewest turnovers of any starting quarterback in the NFL, five. It's really hard to do both of those things. Darn right. Darn right. And and two, two things to, to what Sims said. Number one, Mike Lombardi was on the morning show on Friday and made a great point. You know... It, the system to the point of the system is the quarterback. You know, if if you're Bill Walsh in San Francisco and you have Joe Montana, you take Montana's skills for throwing with timing, accuracy, the kind of uh, ballet-like footwork that he had, and you you put him into the West Coast offense because that's going to accentuate those skills in a way that another system wouldn't. You don't play three yards in a cloud of dust when you have Joe Montana and Dwight Clark and then Jerry Rice and Roger Craig. You run a system that takes advantage of what your players do well. And as far as Chris Sims goes, I have to say this, Glenn, to continue the the Liam Neeson taken uh, metaphor here. If, if he conti- hunt him down now? Well, if he continues to speak about Jalen Hurts this way, uh, you know, if he stops the criticism, I'm sure that'll be the end of it. But if he doesn't, Eagles fans will look for him, they will pursue him, and they will kill him. Oh, I'm afraid. Careful. careful. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everybody knows that's the line from the movie. I know. Well, I, I know that, but these days you get the I know, I know. All right, let's talk to some people. Rich in Wilmington is with us. Good morning, Rich. Good morning. How are you? Hey, right. Rich. Uh, two little quick points. One... Um, about the Micah Parsons thing, I, I feel as though people have missed the other side of this, which was when I listened to it, you had a prominent player in our biggest rival basically saying this team, not just Jalen Hurts is in a good system, but this team is so good. He was so effusive about how good the whole team was. I mean, because I've heard the people come on before and say, to your point, oh, he's in a passing offense, oh, he throws all the time. But he was going on about the entire team and how good all of it was, which is kind of an odd thing for someone that, as I say, is on our biggest rival who potentially doesn't look like it's going to come, it's going to matter, but we could have a meaningful So if, if that's the case, and I and I – pretty much agree with you on this i think it's that he i think he did the opposite of was what he was trying to do i yeah. think what he was trying to do was not fire anybody up to just say oh yeah he's good but you know they're all good it's a really good team around him and they got a great line which is i don't think he meant to be dismissive about it rich i think what he meant to do is what athletes do and that's just kind of not create the bulletin board material 
and he ended up doing no, the opposite. I, Mike, I, com- maybe- I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. I was just struck by he didn't just say he throws a lot. He didn't just say, you know, and he's got some good receivers. He's got great line. He's got great receivers, and they've got a great defense, and he just sort of kept going further, and I just was struck by the fact that, he didn't just stick to one thing, and and but I do agree that he wasn't trying to fire anybody up. I was just surprised at how far he went in yeah. complimenting yeah. all aspects. Well, um, I, I was just I would just say this, Rich. Um, I think there's one factor we have to take into consideration here when you're talking about what Parsons said, which is that if you go back to the game that the Eagles and Cowboys played earlier this season, the Eagles' play calling and scheme had Parsons kind of on a string all night. Uh, You know, if you watch the telecast, I believe it was NBC that night. I forget if it was a Monday night game or a Sunday night game. But there was a lot of emphasis on how the play calling and the blocking schemes were confusing Parsons. They were kind of using his aggressiveness against him. So from his perspective, I'm sure he looks at the Eagles and says, boy, they outthought me in that game. It wasn't as if he had a one-on-one shot to tackle Jalen Hurts and Hurts juked him and, and Parsons missed him. You know, it was more the system, the Eagles system put me in bad position. So I'm sure that kind of influenced how he's looking at this question too. Yeah, that was the best part of that game, man. They made him look bad. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they really which, did. It was brilliant. You had a guy who was the best defensive player of the year uh, of the season so far. And you have those broadcasters going into the game, unstoppable, Michael yeah. Parsons. And they just, you said, uh, yo-yo or whatever you just said. They had him going back and forth. Against his uh, own momentum, it was brilliant. Yep, it was. Uh, okay, Bob and Delco, hang on. We will. I, I don't like to make anybody from Delco hang long, so we will get you in the next segment. Uh, you know what we are talking about. By the way, coming up, our um, uh, feature today on uh, this week in Philadelphia sports history is it is the anniversary of two, actually three, momentous things. On the same day, the Phillies traded for Roy Halladay. Great. <laughs> and traded away Cliff Lee. Not Horrible. great. No. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> no. And on uh, 364 days later, it was uh, Cliffmas season when they the Phillies re-signed Cliff Lee. And Ruben Amaro, who was the guy who did all those deals, is going to join us at 11. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about the current state of the Phillies and what they have done. A lot of Eagles talk because they are just so great. Uh, we'll get a little bit into Joel Embiid, thinking the fans want to trade him. I want Mike's take on that. But we do want to hear from you, 215-592-9494. We'll be here until 1 o'clock today. Uh, best caller of the day, by the way, gets a $50 gift card from Shive Vintage Sports, where there's a story in every stitch. Shop their Center City or Wayne locations or visit them at shivesports.com for unique gifts for every sports fan on your list. Along with Mike Sielski, I'm Glenn Mack now. Hey, United Tires holiday specials have arrived. Get some of their best tires at the very best prices now. Make sure your tires are ready for all the holiday travel. Call or go to unitedtire.com for specials or stop by your local United Tire store today. The weather doesn't get much better from here, so if you're needing tires, now is the time to take advantage of great savings at United Tire. Don't drive alone. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here's the kickoff to Boston Scott. He's coming out from one yard deep to the 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. He cuts to the outside, 35, 40, 45 midfield. He's running down the sideline and finally pushed out deep in Giants territory at the 34-yard line. There we were. Three minutes to go in the second quarter. Eagles already up 21-7. to And yes, you heard it. Boston Scott, 66-yard kickoff return. By the way, Mike Sielski, great blocks on that play. I went back. I watched it like a dozen times. Uh, great block <laughs> from Zach Paschal, who opens it up. And uh, Grant Calcaterra, the tight end. Um, you know, Pat, we'll, we'll get into why we played that in a moment, but I just want to say Pascal is a guy who came here as a free agent from Indy. He really hasn't the opportunity to get much playing time because the guys ahead of him are so good and so healthy. He's made a couple of important catches, but he has shown himself as a veteran player who can help you on special teams. Yeah, he's been very good on special teams, and he's the kind of guy, Glenn, that I think a team that's going to make a Super Bowl run needs in this regard. As you said, he's playing behind A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, who are as good as any wide-receiving duo in the league. But Pascal is a good player. He's a solid receiver, and he's the kind of guy who, in a big game, if you need somebody kind of you know, on the side, so to speak, to make a big play. He is capable of that. He's a trustworthy guy. Uh, Jalen throws the ball to him quite a bit on third down, I've noticed. They go to him quite a bit. I'm not quite sure uh, what it is about that. The Sirianni and Steichen seem to like to go like to go to Zach Paschal and Kenny Gainwell on third downs, it seems well, to me. the Paschal one, I think it's like, okay, good hands. Yeah, right? so that yeah. Gainwell, 
I don't know, but he listen. He's contributed more the last couple of games. He, than has. he has. He's been so better. He's been yeah. better. He has, and and that's a good thing. You know, they have depth at wide receiver and running back, and and that certainly explains why they're as good as they are. All right, but that was not why we played that. We played that because it was the longest kickoff return of the year by the Eagles. You don't get a lot of kickoff returns these days. Uh, Boston Scott. Did a terrific job, by the way. Boston Scott, of course, Giant Killer, had his touchdown against the Giants. Amazing how well he plays against that franchise. And for those who uh, who recall and have followed along at uh, at home, Mike and I have a stupid football bet this year, carrying on the tradition that I did with Ray Dinger for many, many years. Essentially, the bet is I get credit for good returns the Eagles have of mm-hmm. punts or kickoffs. It's punts of tw- punt returns of 20 yards or more. Kickoff uh, returns that go to the 40 or further. Uh, Mike has muffed muffed punts and kickoff returns that don't get to the 20. Is that? Yeah, I believe so. Yes. All right. So there you go. Yeah. You were up six to one a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's six to five. Six to five. This this bet is getting stupider all the time. This bet is getting better. I I feel not to not to, you know, um. Uh, condescend to you, Glenn, but I, I'm feeling a little bit like the 1992 Houston Oilers against the Buffalo Bills uh, at Rich Stadium, and you've got Frank Reich on your side. I was at side. that game. Yeah, you were covering it for the Inquirer, right? I did cover that game for the Inquirer. Yes, I did. Yeah, I'm, I feel like for I'm... The Inquirer uh, covered national football, yes. Yes, and I feel like I'm I'm squandering a 35-3 to lead here uh, on this stupid football bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jack Party on the sideline going, how yeah. is this happening? That's right. I'm Frank Reich, baby. Mm-hmm. Kelly gets hurt. Reich comes in. We're going to do this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, listen, I, and I'm really enjoying it. So th- that aside, which is great, I mean, that was their biggest weakness. That was the thing that we said could kill the Eagles one of these games. They're going to screw up on some punt return or some coverage. Listen, they did have a punt block last week, and the punter got injured, so all is not completely well. But they fixed their problems, and they have, to a large degree, fixed the problem of special teams at least the last couple games. Yeah, agreed? agreed. And you're right. It was the one thing that you looked at and said, boy, this could really lose them a game. Uh, go back to that Packers game, for instance, on Sunday night, the 40-33 to game, where time and time again you thought, oh, okay, here's where the Eagles pull away. And they would score a touchdown and then give up a long return on the ensuing kickoff. And the Packers would be back in business and the momentum would have shifted. And it was a close game pretty much throughout. So uh, the fact that they've been able to tighten this up, clean it up, and turn this into, if not necessarily a strength, because their offense and defense have been so good, but certainly not a an obvious weakness, uh, speaks to the coaching staff. It really does. It, and yeah. it, it speaks to their willingness to adjust. If we've learned anything about Nick Sirianni and his staff over the year and three quarters that they've been in charge of the Eagles, it's that they are willing and able to adjust. You saw it last year with the offense, you know, turning it into a run-first attack to take advantage of what Hurts did well and what the offense did well, and now you see it with special teams, and here they are at 12-1. You know what? That's a great point. Uh, in a league and a sport where so many coaches are intransigent, right? Mm-hmm. This is my way. This is what we do. And, and, and Nick, he's young, and I think that, that adds to him being flexible. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It, 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 shows, it shows a refreshing and relative lack of ego. I mean, look, all NFL head coaches – are egomaniacs. They just are. Even right, the most humble. You're not going to get the job if you're not. Right. right. But the fact they are able to 
shift gears as quickly and as seamlessly as they do speaks to a, a humility on the coaching staff that I think is really refreshing and, yeah, and absolutely. beneficial. All right, let's get to Bob and Del Ran. What's on your mind, Bob? Hey, I'm the, I'm the guy that uh, you put the Bigby rule on uh, for weekends only, so I kind of laugh at that, where you say you can't go <laughs> twice on weekends, so I'm the, I'm the Bigby guy. You know, Tom Bigby was great. God bless his soul. Yep, He's a great we'll, guy. We'll, we'll talk to you today. What are you thinking? Okay, um, a couple things. Uh, my main point is, and you know I've never, I think I told you before, I, I, I've never gotten Dak Prescott. I think he's a middle-of-the-road quarterback, I just because I think, and I kind of agree with Mr. Eskin, that he's not, he's just average quarterback. He just gets a lot of publicity, et cetera, because of the Dallas propaganda machine. And I'm surprised that Rhea is, is always good. I'm shocked that Rhea has that attitude. Listen, do me a favor. Okay. You're going you're gonna to make me upset again. If you want to argue with Rhea, call Rhea. <laughs> She's very easy to reach. She's there five days a week. I get it. We're here today. I so get give it. us either okay. your opinion question or where you, you disagree with us. Here's my question with both of you. It's an overall thing. The Cowboys have been one of the most, as far as a marketing thing, probably the most popular franchise with a lot of fans around the country, probably the most fans of the country. I, I kind of understand it, but when do you think this is going to end? Because they haven't won in 30 years. There's been teams like Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, New England, it's one seven that don't have that type of uh, uh, get the publicity and the Bob, propaganda. Bob, yeah, I, I can answer that for you, Bob. When will it end? It will end when the TV ratings and the Q ratings uh, drop because they don't. The Cowboys move the needle still to this day. Look at television ratings when the Cowboys are involved in a primetime game. Look at ratings of TV sports talk shows when they discuss the Cowboys. The Cowboys generate interest. It doesn't mean that they're a good football team. It doesn't mean that they're going to win the Super Bowl. It just means that they draw a lot of interest. It's the same reason that people talk about the Lakers or Tom Brady or any of that, any of those topics that come up over and over again. So I think there's a couple. I, I think his his overall question was why. Why is it that they still matter like that? And I think it boils down to one thing, the owner. Yeah. Yeah, now it does, yes. Right. Yeah, the the legacy of those Super Bowls is so far in the past that you know the people walk around like, oh, we got five rings. Well, like no, your grandfather might, but the, you don't. Yeah, it's like me talking about the Eagles' nineteen sixty championship. Things things go back a certain distance. They don't matter. Um, they don't. It's not the franchise of Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin where they had all these you know big magnetic personalities because they really don't now. They're no. not in any way a special team. They're a good team. I don't, want to, I don't want to minimize it. They are a good team, but they're not a team with superstars. Zeke Elliott was a superstar. I don't mm -hmm. think he is now. It's not like they have somebody who everybody's got to buy the jersey. And I agree with him. Prescott, I think he's a little better than average, but he's not top 10 to me. Well, I think he's, I think he's well above average. He's on the edge of the top 10. For me, I mean, well, you you look at his numbers, Glenn. I mean, he's had he's had some really good seasons. I'm more on re, with Reed. I, I, I on can this. name I can name I can name ten quarterbacks. I'd like to have more than him. Oh, okay. And you and I will be doing that in our noon segment when we look at the young quarterbacks in the league. So okay, we we, we can tee that up right now. Sounds good. Um, you know, the star used to mean something, and yeah, and maybe it does in terms of legacy. It's kind of like the Yankees logo. Maybe will always mean something like that. But I think it's the owner. Yeah. And I think I mean, what else makes them compelling? No. And I think it's the owner's style, so to speak, right? Like all NFL owners want to build a new stadium. Only one of them builds one that looks like it belongs in a Steven Spielberg movie 
Right. Uh, and right, with stripper poles. Exactly. All of that. Just <laughs> the, the players have to walk through the you crowd know, to get Je- there. And, yeah. yeah. Jerry all, Jones all yeah. excels at excess and that draws attention. And you're right. And and they're competitive enough. Right. They're always in the mix. Uh, they've been the favorite a few times and have lost and fallen short. And that adds to the attention that they get. So and there's still some of that residue of they were America's team in the 70s and the dynasty of. Uh, the early 90s is still a discussion topic, I think, because primarily Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin are still involved in discussions about the NFL. They're high profile people, you know, still involved at ESPN and, you know, had right. been at Fox. Oh, they, they listen, they dominate the broadcast booth, if not the field. Right. Daryl Johnson, you know, is another one. Uh, who I like. Yep, me too. The thing is, a lot of their players, they don't like his players, but I end up liking his broadcast. I like Aikman. I think Aikman, and Aikman is very, uh, in the little bit I've interacted with him, uh, had the opportunity yes. to, he's very cordial, very... I have I have as well, and he's yeah, a he's, he's just a gentleman kind of guy, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Biggest hands in, in, in Western civilization. So you ever shake his hand? I, I have, and I always... It's like uh, shaking a baseball. Man. It is, and if you go back and watch... Um, video of him playing quarterback yeah. you can you can see how big his hands are like he would wrap his yeah. entire hand around the football like yeah, palm flat on the yep. ball yep. uh it's amazing uh robin overbrook is it is this our old friend rob who i've not heard from in a long time glenn what's going on how have you been my friend there it is been way too long i, I thought you uh left town or something uh, i'm still around man how uh, you going nice to hear from you how you doing, Mr. Mike? How are you? I'm great, Rob. Thanks for calling. <laughs> yeah, I had to call once I heard the, uh, the Chris Sims thing. You know, it's human nature. It's not so much, just like with Dallas Cowboys fans, it's, it's, if you admit, it's, it's human nature not to want to admit that you were wrong about something, because then you have to look at yourself, mm-hmm. and maybe you might have to say that maybe I'm not as bright as I thought I was. It's the same thing with MAGA supporters with Trump. You, you can't, oh, don't, don't go do it. on me, Rob. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. We had somebody do it the other truth. direction last week. I just don't want to do it. But it's the truth. It's just human Stick nature. with the quarterback. Just, and listen, the human nature part, we all agree on. And let, let's, yeah. let's, we'll leave the politics so, out of it. Yeah, okay. Well, that's just an extreme example. But, you know, history is full of extreme examples like that. So, you know, this guy, Sims, you know, and maybe because he wasn't good enough to, 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 to be like, you know, and it might be a little bit of envy there. That's it, too. You know, I, don't think, I don't think it's that either. I, I Listen, I think your first point is a good point because yeah, we all fall into that. And and when you do the job that Mike and I do, you offer so many opinions that you are all, you, you are inevitably wrong sometimes. Right. I was wrong about saying I didn't think Hertz was going to be as good as Wentz. Well, he's better than Wentz. Um, and I will to, admit it, but there is an inclination not to want to do it, and I think in Sim's case, you might have it. You know, it, I don't think it has to do with how good a player he was, but I do think it has to do with just kind of admitting he's wrong. Yeah, because uh, I, I was—I've been, uh, you know, when I called before, I've been a, a staunch um, uh, supporter of, of, of Jalen. You know, and my thing was everybody, you know, especially people on your station. Oh, we got to get uh, Aaron Rodgers, or we can get uh, oh, no, what's the guy. Yeah. Russell Wilson. No, no, no. Yeah, you know, 
you look at the look on his face, he looks like he'd rather be with his posse getting a, 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 a hot co- cocoa or something as opposed to playing football anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like he looks so disinterested. He's like, what is, what is my wife doing? What are, they, what are my friends doing? Oh, uh, you, know, you do love to read, show. people. Uh, uh, I love yeah. hearing from you. I got to hit a break. That, was, uh, that call went in 18 different directions. Russell Wilson, leader of the hot cocoa posse. <laughs> He's hurting not playing this week. Yeah. Hey, Glenn, just real quick. Imagine it, though. Rob does raise a good point in this regard. Uh, it wasn't outlandish to think that at this point in the season, uh, if things had turned out differently, the Eagles head coach would be Josh McDaniels and their quarterback would be Russell Wilson. <laughs> and they'd be 4-8. and eight. Yeah. And everyone would be miserable. 4-9. and nine. Yeah, we would be miserable. 2 one 5 5 9 2 94 94 Along with Mike Sealski, I'm Glenn Mack. Now, we'll get your calls coming up. Work a little Sixers into the next conversation. They win last night, but there's a weird thing going on with that team. Uh, Mike and Glenn on 94 WIP. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medela is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. <laughs> Not good, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, listen, I'm a loyal employee of the station, and I don't criticize other people's work, but... The, the yeah, one about Patrick Mahomes is really not good. No, 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 no. We're 12 years old, man. Yeah. Let's come yeah. on. We're better Stop. than that. Stop. Uh, all right. Before we get back to the callers, 
Sixers win their fourth in a row last night over a uh, hurting Golden State team. Steph Curry's not there. Draymond Green's not there. Andrew Wiggins, and they're all they're all out. So, uh, and the Sixers, it took a while for the Sixers to realize, like, oh, we better play this game. They don't know it's they don't know it's a show. They think it's a damn game. Yeah, for a while there, Dante Divincenzo was treating them like it was. Uh, he was facing <laughs> Michigan in the uh, 2018 right. national championship there game. There you again. go. Uh, but in the end, Joel Embiid scores 34, 13 rebounds. Good game for Harden, and they and they win it going away. But the story of the week is that Joel Embiid is doing something, and you're good at reading mm-hmm. kind of uh, human uh, thought patterns here. Earlier in this week, he said, I want to get the right the right guy to whom he said it. Uh, Jake Fisher of Yahoo you. Sports. Yeah, who's been a guest on the show and a good writer, mm-hmm. uh, Jake Fisher. Uh, he's talking to Embiid, and I don't, I don't remember the question that came up, but the answer from Embiid is, you know, Sixers fans, they want to trade me. And Fisher says, you don't believe that. And Embiid says, oh, I do believe that. They want to trade me. Now, I will say there is always a a small minority of people in every fan base of every team that wants to trade the star. I've been fielding those calls for 29 years on WIP, Mm -hmm. starting with Mike Schmidt back in the day. Sure, yeah. That's always that way. That's just the way it trade McNabb, trade, you know, always. Everybody. Um, And I think think, you know, there are a few people who are kind of, I don't think they want to trade Embiid. I think they're just kind of like disgusted with the team. Yes. And think, well, you know, they're never going to, hey, have we been here before? They're never going to be better than a second round playoff team. And so therefore we got to make changes. And so I guess Embiid, but I don't think, I don't think that's the prevailing thought at all. Where do you think Embiid gets this thing? Well, one caveat here, Glenn, there is a line in, in Jake's piece where he says uh, there's that twinkle in Embiid's eye when he's ready to unwind and talk. And his eyes are apparently twinkling when he says Sixers fans, they want to mm. trade me. So I wonder how facetious or tongue in cheek Joel was being by saying this. He's he does call himself troll Embiid sometimes. He does. He, he does, does try to get a rise out of people sometimes. Yeah. So I wonder if that was at work here. Uh, but no, I don't think, you know, a significant portion of the Sixers fan base wants or thinks the Sixers to trade Joel Embiid. Uh, I think, as you said, there are a few people out there who see him and think, well, maybe you can't win with a center in today's day and age uh, because of the way the sport has changed. And uh, there's somebody like me who wrote last week that he's great, but there's a level of greatness that other players in the league Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo, LeBron James, others have reached that he hasn't quite reached yet. And by the way, since I wrote that column, the Sixers are four and zero, and Embiid has played out of his mind. So there you're you welcome, Philadelphia. Take a bow. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but I think that's what's at work here. It's it's a little bit of Joel being playful and winking at us, and a little bit of you know I wrote what I wrote. Kyle Newbeck at Philly Voice wrote something very similar kind of saying the same thing about Joel, that, hey, he's great, but he can't make elementary mistakes at big moments of games and things like that, and he needs to be better. And ever since then, he's been better. So I think there's a few things at work. What will be the test, of course, is they're going to have to make a big-time run in the playoffs, and he's got to do it, and that's where he's got to prove himself. Yes. Um, If they were to trade him, and I don't think they plan to, and I 
think you're probably right. He's probably just goofing, and I think 90% of the fan base does not. But if they do, it will mean that he will have been gone. Mm-hmm. Simmons is gone. Fultz is gone. Uh, uh, what's it? Okafer is long gone. Nerlens Noel, who started this thing, is long gone. If they end up trading him, Mike, that would kind of be a, a statement that the entire process has been a failure. Yeah, you know, you and I have this discussion off the air often, and <laughs> and we're having it now. Um, look, it, it would be the end of, to- totally the end of what I guess has become the process era. I do feel like that everything that's happened to the Sixers or by the Sixers since Sam Hinkie arrived here in 2013 does kind of get like a fruit of the poisonous tree sort of uh, feel to it that anything that's happened since then that's your tree well it is and it isn't I mean Hinky left in 2016 Uh, I don't think he would have made some of the moves for instance that Brian Colangelo made Um, and I think there's something bigger here at work too Glenn Um, which is that one of the things one of the drawbacks to the process I honestly believe this is that it gave Sixers fans hope genuine hope for the first time in three decades, it was easier to be a Sixers fan in some ways before that because they never really had a realistic chance of com- even competing for a championship. They didn't. Even the year that they went to the finals with Iverson in 2001, everybody really knew that the Lakers were going to blow their doors off once they got there. And now with the process and with Embiid getting here and Simmons coming in, there was this genuine possibility that they might be great and might win a championship, and so it hurts more when they continue to fall short. And I think that's a factor and a variable we have to take into consideration when we're thinking about how disappointed people are now and viewing this whole thing as a failure. It's a fine rationalization, Mike. You don't buy a minute of it, but you certainly tried your best. All right, well, look, I mean... Uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll revisit it. Okay. I want to get a couple calls before the top of the sure. hour. Jeff from the airport. Hey, Jeff. Yes, sir. Glenn. Sir. I'm going to have to get used to this without the uh, the ditty over there. <laughs> well, yes, say, you are. And, I, and, I, and and let me say, I think we agree Mike's doing a fine job. And just, I was going to say, welcome, Mike, because I don't call as much as I used to, but welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks, Jeff. If you're still at the airport at around 2 o'clock, maybe I'll see you there. Yeah, uh, you need, you need a, a first class seat? Uh, if you can save one for me on a flight to Chicago, that would be splendid. I'm going to text you a link, and I need you to send me about $1,500. <laughs> <laughs> All sounded good until the last eight words. That's going right to my spam folder, my friend. All right, what do you got about the, uh, you I'm, want to talk about quarterbacks, system quarterbacks? I'm quarterback. going to make a comment and then I'm make, uh, about settling this system thing, and then I'm going to make three controversial negative comments in order to make a positive, if you allow me. Uh the system comment is that we're so blind, we only hear one side of the system. So my question is to everyone in the listening audience, does the QB make the system or does the system make the QB? And I think that's where we're looking at Micah Parsons saying that the system is what makes our QB. No, our QB is what makes this system go. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. let me say this, controversial. Devontae Smith is not a true Heisman winner. He's a COVID winner because so many players set out. It, it, it came down to a handful of people that could win the Heisman. I'm going to make okay. another and controversy. You're bringing, you're bringing this up today because why? Because if he's not a true Heisman, it takes hurt to make him a better player, which he 
he oh. is doing. I was going to make three and then come back, but I don't. Yeah, I, don't I don't know about the shot at Devontae. Give me one more no, thing because no, no, we got to run. A shot. He's a good one. Okay, Lane Johnson, they say he has to give up any sacks. Because of our quarterback making the system, avoid at least 10 to 15 sacks a year. Hurts is making this line better than what people think it is because he's the one making the system work. There's a great word here, Jeff. You know the word synergy? Yes, bringing two things together. Bringing, things yeah, together. bringing multiple things together to make them all better. And I think what we have here is a fine case of synergy. Yeah, and to Jeff's point about the offensive line, you know, he's right to a degree in that Hurts, of course, can escape and get out of the pocket and, and doesn't get sacked in situations where other quarterbacks might get sack, sacked. But, man, Lane Johnson in particular has been – yeah. The best right tackle in football for a yeah, long time. Yeah, Nick yeah. Foles wasn't getting sacked uh, as frequently as other quarterbacks either. Carson Wentz, different story. Yeah, um, no, I, totally I think different story. I, I, Lane doesn't need us to, to tell the world how good he is, but you're right. He is that good. All right, coming up, and if you're on hold, stick around because we will get you, but we are going to visit with our pal Ruben Amaro for this week in Philadelphia sports history. Ruben was dealing like a crazy man. Uh, how many years ago? 13 and 12 years ago this week, Ruben Amaro was all that. We'll explain that and discuss it with him coming up. Mike Sealski, Glenn Macnow. Hey, United Tires holiday specials have arrived. Get some of their best tires at the very best prices now. Make sure your tires are ready for all the holiday travel. Call or go to unitedtire.com for specials or stop by your local United Tire store today. The weather doesn't get much better from here, so if you're needing tires, now's the time to take advantage of great savings at United Tire. Don't drive alone. Drive United. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 